What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's having a great week. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving tomorrow, and I hope everybody's just chilling, living life, enjoying time with their friends and family, and also enjoying the coming weekend, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that fun stuff. But like each and every episode, I got topics to talk about, banger topics to talk about each and every week. And like I said, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, so if you haven't already, you know, go prepare that turkey, that greens, beans, tomatoes, potatoes, chicken, everything. Macaroni and cheese, potato salad, mashed potatoes and gravy, the cornbread, you know, green beans, green bean casserole if you're into that crap, you know, stuff like that. But I hope just enjoy the holiday with your friends and family, or you're just doing it, you know, by yourself. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Like, but without further ado, you already know how each and every episode goes. From my OGs that's been here since day one, I love y'all to death. And for the newbies that are just now exploring my podcast or just now seeing my podcast, my OGs will tell you how it goes each and every week. Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, go grab somewhere comfortable to sit, and let's get right in today's episode. So, first... First topic we got on the list, Survivor Series War Games is this Saturday, and I am, I'm here for it. I like the match cards. I love what I'm seeing. Five matches. I am good. I feel livid for just five matches, honestly, because Survivor Series does not to be, does not need to be five, like, does not need to be eight to ten matches. Like, come on now. Survivor Series, bro. And the way the war games has has uh hap- like how it was last year to how it is this year, I'm telling you the lineup when they have just like two war game matches and like three, like three uh just other matches, like maybe like a couple like championship matches and just one just regular match. I am fine with the setup of just five matches that works for Survivor Series war games. We don't need to go all out. Like the traditional Survivor Series champion versus champion, all that type of stuff, like brand versus brand. We don't need to. We don't need to see brand versus brand anymore. That's been in the past. This is a new era of Survivor Series, and the matches. The matches on this list is looking scrumps dillyumptious. You feel me? I fuck with all these matches that's happening, especially the War Games matches. But here is my predictions and my opinions on the upcoming Survivor Series pay-per-view. Starting off with the first match on the card, we have the War Games match, the men's War Games match. We got Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, main event Jay Uso. You feel me? We got the revolutionary, the world heavyweight champion, Seth freaking Rollins, we have Canadian's own Sami Zayn, and the Apex Predator, Randy Orton, versus 
the Scottish warrior himself, Drew McIntyre. We have Finn Balor, one half of the undisputed champions, Finn Balor. Senior Money in the Bank and the second half of the Undisputed Tag Team Champions, Damian Priest. We have the North American, NXT North American Champion, Dominic Mysterio. And we got J.D. McDonough, The Judgment Day. And this match cannot get any better. With the return, with the return of the, the with the return of the 14-time world heavyweight champion, Randy Orton, being in Chicago at Survivor Series, I cannot say it enough. This this is gonna be the main event match, obviously. But it's going to be a fire main event match as well, too. Plus the possibilities of CM Punk. Of CM Punk coming back at Chicago that same night as Randy Orton comes back. Bruh. So much speculation. So much stuff. I'm I'm letting you know right now. I'm 100% letting y'all know right now. That in my opinion... Both of these two teams are stacked as hell. I'm telling the truth. Both of them is stacked as hell. But um, who I feel like will win this match is uh, it's honestly a 50-50. Because I do like the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. And I do like Cody and Jay and all of them. But just to choose between which one, it's, it's a 50-50 for me. People are saying Judgment Day needs this win more. People are saying Team Rose needs this team this need uh need this win more. Honestly, I'm fine with whoever wins this match, honestly, because Judgment Day is getting the almighty push from Triple H. Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and you know, the upcoming return of Randy Orton and and Seth Rollins, you know, they're getting already pushes like crazy. So, you know, Balor Power invested in Triple H. I have no idea who's going to win this match. All I know is that this match is going to be crazy. I'm going to love every second of it. And, like I said, it is straight down the middle for me. It is completely straight down the middle. So, if I have to choose between Rhodes and Cody, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know. I'm telling y'all right now, I do not know. Um, so, honestly, I would just have to see for myself when, you know, Shafira series hits. But overall, that's a pretty stacked... This, those teams are stacked as hell. You can't get more stacked than them. Just telling the truth. Next match we have on the list, we have Rhea freaking Ripley. Rhea Bloody Ripley defending her Women's World Championship against Zoe Stark. And this match, I already know that Rhea Ripley is going to retain because that's obvious. But this is technically a little bit of a rematch from what happened at Crown Jewel. Because if you remember what happened at Crown Jewel, Rhea Ripley was defending 
her title against four other women, including Zoe Stark. And Zoe Stark in that match was the MVP of that entire match, besides Rhea Ripley. Zoe Stark was, she was shining bright like a diamond that entire match. She literally, she was literally so close, super duper close to becoming women's world champion. And I don't blame her. She deserves a title one. I mean, she deserved like a world title one for real. But honestly, it's going to be after, it's going to be after, it's going to have to wait after, obviously, Rhea Ripley drops the title at WrestleMania. But I'm just letting y'all know right now, Zoe Stark is her. That girl is hella strong in that ring. Especially she don't take shit from nobody. Not even Trish Stratus when she was teaming with her at the time. And honestly, would I say they under would I say they underutilize her in NXT? Yes, to an extent. Because in my opinion, she should have become NXT Women's Champion. She should have become NXT Women's Champion. But she just she became NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, which is not wrong with that. But she deserves to become Women's World Champion, 100%. She deserves that push. I love that, you know, they're slowly pushing Zoe Stark. And, like, her time when her time comes, she would be a very dominant Women's World Champion. Honestly, I 100% believe that. Because she doesn't suck in the ring. She can actually give good, really good promos. My skills is on point, and she can do. She can. She can wrestle. She can definitely wrestle, um, in the in that ring. So, I'm just letting everybody know that don't sleep on Zoe Stark because one minute you be like, oh, bro, she ain't that good. Next minute you see her keeping up with everybody in that ring with a whole bunch of women. Y'all gonna eat them words up. I'm telling y'all right now. But I'm letting y'all know. I know Rhea Ripley's gonna walk out of Survivor Series still. As women's world champion. Next one on the list, we have the A-lister, the Miz versus the Ring General. Gunta. This match I know will be fire. We have the longest intercontinental champion of all time. Versus the eight-time Intercontinental Champion. And I guess, like, is as much as I want Miz to become a nine-time IC champ, we just know that it, it like, you know, it's still going to be Gunther. I'm sorry. It's going to be Gunther. Gunther is... Gonna hold that title till WrestleMania of next year. If he drops it at Survivor Series, it's gonna be hella surprising. I'm letting y'all know it's gonna be very surprising if he drops it to um to, to like the Miz at Survivor Series. I, I'm gonna be hella surprised. I was gonna be like, bro, I didn't see that coming. Not gonna lie. Um, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely say that Gunther, as much. As much as we love this man, as much as we love the Miz, as long as we be much both of them, Gunther is just him with the IC title. He's not dropping that to nobody until WrestleMania. And the only two people that I can feel like he could drop it to at WrestleMania is Sheamus, but he's injured at the moment, and Chad Gable. That's the only two people that can like get 
another opportunity, another crack at the IC Championship. And honestly, all my heart pours out to right now Chad Gable. Because I feel like once he surpasses, like, once he, like, beats Miz this Saturday, I feel like after that, Chad Gable is going to get his opportunity at WrestleMania, his rematch. But this time, as we've been saying this since Fastlane, a 30-man Iron Man match. That's the only way Gunther's going to lose that title. That's literally the only way Gunther's going to lose his title. But besides that, The Miz, I love you, bro, but you're not beating Gunther. With all that raw power, them chops to the chest, them chops to the back, his, you know, his beloved submission on top of that, his powerbomb to the like of the back, bro, you are not beating Gunther. No matter how much times you literally got to do your own finisher, no matter times if you have to, you know, use his Gunther's finisher on him, it's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. At all. Man. Gunther, Gunther going to whoop his ass. I'm just letting you know right now. It's probably going to be for the better. He gonna be whoop, he's going to whoop his ass to the point, you know, to the point he's probably going to be injured. And... I like if they gonna if they're gonna go all out with Gunther's end like you know his last days of the, his reign, then they're more likely to have to do a ladder match. Like, cause I don't see no other way of Gunther losing that title. They're gonna have to do a ladder match with Chad Gable, The Miz, um, maybe Bronson Reed in there, Ricochet, and maybe like a what one more person, one or two more people. And there you go. That's, you know, that's like that's where you end this rank in a ladder match. So that's that's just me. That's just me. But overall, I just know that Gunther's gonna walk out of the um, of the Survivor Series still as champion. So that's all I gotta say about that. Next match we have on the list is the women's war game match. Team Bianca. We got the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. We got the queen herself, Charlotte Flair. We got Shotzi and the man, Becky Lynch. Versus Team Damage Control. We got Bailey. We have... The Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. We have the beloved Kyrie Zane and the WWE Women's Champion, Eo Sky. And I'll definitely say this with my whole heart. As much as I want to see Damage Control win, I honestly, honestly feel, and I mean honestly feel, that if Damage Control wins this, they're going to turn on Bailey, or during the match, you know, either Kyrie Zane or EO Sky turns on Bailey, and then Team. 
Bianca gets the win. That's the only way I'm seeing, you know, how this match ends. That's the only way. Either Damage Control wins, turns on Bailey, or they turn on Bailey in the middle of the match and Team Bianca wins. That's that's the only way you can literally look at this outcome of this match. Because either way, either way, all those women want to crack at, you know, the like, you know, the the women's championship except for, you know, Becky, because Becky has her eyes on other things. AKA Rhea Ripley. But I would definitely say this. I will 100% say this. I will 100% say this. That I like it's going. I feel like it's going to be EO Sky versus Bailey at WrestleMania. That's what I feel like it's going to happen. And I, yeah, I feel like EO Sky is going to turn on Bailey. She's basically EO Sky. Basically, the entire damage control is going to get kicked out. Like entire, not kicked out, but the entire Bailey's going to get kicked out her own faction. Just like how Edge made Judgment Day and got kicked out his own faction. Now that, like, Bailey made uh, damage control, she's going to get kicked out of her own faction by, you know, EO Sky. And I don't know if it's going to be EO Sky's plan or De- uh, Dakota Kai's plan. But either way, Bailey's going to get kicked out. And honestly, I'm going to love- love to see it because one full circle, we got long-term storytelling for a reason. Kyrie Zane is back in the picture. Bailey still don't trust Kyrie Zane, even though you know they hugged it out. But deep down in her head, deep down in her in her chest, she knows that it's just not right that she's here, and she forgives Bailey for all the shit that she's done three years ago to her. And she's literally going to probably take that to heart, and they're going to just turn on Bailey. Like Kyrie Zane's going to just whoop Bailey's ass just because, and get her ones. But overall, in the, that's like I said, that's how I feel like the ending of this match. Either, either team can win this match, just like the like the men's war games match. Either team can win this match. I a hundred percent, like a hundred percent, will say this. But in my mind, I want Team Bianca to win. I really do. But you know, like I said, we just gotta wait and see because anything can happen during this match. With two with two rings, a huge ass like steel cage, anything can happen with this match. So we just gotta wait and see till Survivor Series. You feel me? And then the last match we have on the card is Carlito versus Santos Escobar. So if you if you have not already seen Friday Night SmackDown, or if you have not been watching it like that, I'm gonna just catch you up on the cliff notes until right to uh, to this match. So long story short, Crown Jewel happened last uh, last month, and you know we had uh, basically Logan Paul about to cheat. You know, use the same brass uh, brass knuckles that he used on Ricochet at SummerSlam, and Santos Escobar saw it, stopped it, held like literally had the like had the uh, brass knuckles in his hand, but accidentally put it back down to where Logan Paul can reach it, grab it, and uh, knock the fuck out of uh, Rey Mysterio and win the United States Championship. So now, after, a week after the, you know, Crown Jewel, you know, uh, Carlito came out and literally said, I'm trying to talk about what happened at Crown Jewel. And he basically blamed Santos Escobar because of his antics of him Basically placing the brass knuckles in Logan's Paul reach so he can win the United States Championship from Rey Mysterio. 
And it was a huge, like, it was like a, a big-ass argument that broke out. Nobody believed, um, nobody believed Santos Escobar and everything. And then after the match with Carlito and Bobby Lashley, um, Carlito was, you know, was obviously injured a little. And Santos Escobar is trying to convince Ray, like, yo, Ray, it's not me. I'm telling the truth. I had your back. We brothers and everything. And they had a little bit of a fight, had, had their hands put on, uh, on each other. And then, uh... Santos Escobar put this man in the hospital. Put Ray in the hospital. And now we have a whole bitter argument between Carlito and Santos Escobar. And now we have like LWO rivalry within each other. And I'm I'm liking I'm liking where this is going with LWO because LWO was was doing oh it was doing good. Not the best, but it was good. And now that we have uh, car. Um, now we have that. Now we have like a Carlito and Santos Escobar. This is basically gonna be probably like a you know a type of three on three in in the family type match because there is now rumors going around saying that this the group is now in a way broken up now. So it's uh, we heard it's gonna be like Ray. Uh, like Ray's uh, group versus Santos Escobar's group, so I'm guessing it's um, you know, Del uh Del Fantasma them versus Ray Mysterio, Carlito, and maybe which I've heard either Dragon Lee or Bad Bunny. So I this is gonna be hella crazy, hella dope. I'm looking forward to this match, uh, between Car uh Carlito versus. Santos Escobar, because it's technically family fighting against family at this moment. So, and in my mind, I feel like Escobar is going to cheat and win somehow. I don't know how I, I got that, but it's Escobar and the way he was back then, before he uh, chose, chose LWO, then we can definitely see the downfall or the downfall of uh, LWO and the rise of either MWO, Mexican New uh, World Order, or Del Dean's Fantasma becoming a thing again, like from NXT. But either way, I'm happy. I'm happy with all the cards on this, um, on for the Survivor Series. I'm looking forward to Survivor Series happening Saturday. I'm going to be watching Survivor Series with like a couple homeboys of mine. I'm going looking forward to it, chilling, eating snacks. Uh, eating food, just watching paper, like paper the pay per view with my homeboys and but yeah, so everybody that's gonna be tuning in on Survivor Series, bro, go watch it. I'm telling you right now, the match is gonna be solid as hell. Plus, we going on to that next year with high hopes going into Royal Rumble and like WrestleMania season. Damn, I am hella excited for Survivor Series, but see you guys. At Survivor Series. But speaking of Survivor Series and the War Games match, like I said, the fifth member of Team Cody is Randy Orton. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see Randy Orton back in the WWE ring. I, we missed this dude for a very long time. This man has been out of action for 554 days. 55 days, counting today. That is crazy. That is insane to me. 
that he's been out of action for that long. Literally a year and a half, bro. Year and a half. That is way too long to be out for an injury like that. Like, literally, it's almost been two years. It's almost been two years since he's been out of action. And that is scary. That is legit scary as hell. I don't... Oh, my God. I don't want... I don't want to see another injury happen like that to Randy Orton again. And I know... You know, we seen... You know, there's uh, people that seen his ass at the Performance Center, like, I think a couple months back. And, you know, there's a whole... The whole thing where his doctor was like, no, don't go back to wrestling because we don't want to see you fucked up your back again. So, I don't know if we're going to see another RKO because... Who do, who knows? He might have changed up his, his um he might have changed up his finisher now. So who who knows though? It can still be the RKO, it may not. You know, he might he probably's been practicing and working on a new finisher so he won't injure himself like that or land on his back again, because like I said, this dude is forty one. He is legit forty one years old. So if not forty one, probably like forty two now. But he is, he's not really old, but he's, for how he is, how he's built, he's, he looks extremely young for his age. But his, you know, face, body-wise, he's taking care of himself really well. But as in, you know, injury-wise, being out that long, it sucks. It sucks to be, to miss like a year plus without any action, in-ring action. It sucks. And I don't want to see that happen to, to Randy like that. Because every, every PLE, legit, every PLE after, like, 2022, everybody was just screaming, like, Randy, Randy, Randy. Like, Royal Rumble, they were screaming Randy. Elimination Chamber, they were screaming Randy. Um, WrestleMania Hollywood, they are screaming Randy. Backlash, Money in the Bank, Payback, Fastlane, SummerSlam. Like, every pay-per-view, they were legit screaming Randy Orton, including Crown Jewel, even though the crown was kind of dead. But still, they were screaming Randy Orton. They wanted this man back because we're like, is Randy coming back? Is Randy coming back? Is Randy coming back? Because everybody were like, yo, is Randy going to come back? Is Randy going to come back? Like, when is, gonna, when is Randy going to come back? We miss Randy. Like, we were screaming for the top of our heads. When the hell this man is going to come back? And now, and now, WWE has pulled the trigger. He is completely cleared, cleared to wrestle. In one of the biggest shows, well, biggest shows of the end of the year, Survivor Series. And what way to do it? And what better way to do it, not only because CM Punk is a possible, there's a possibility that CM Punk will come back on Saturday, and then we have a confirmation that Randy Orton will be here, will be there on Saturday. So, there's a lot of side things in WWE, especially to end off 2023. And a surprise from Randy Orton Especially him in the in the men's war games match on Team Cody. Cody having a legacy with the like with RK the RKO, the Viper himself, the legend killer himself. Randy 
Orton. Man, because if, if we heard that Rain Orton was retiring, I don't know what we would have done. I don't know what we would have done. Because people people are saying that John Cena's John Cena's gonna retire soon because of after his you know his surgery and stuff like that. People saying that Ray Orton may never come back. There's there's even step there's even stuff out on Biggie saying if if like my injury literally he said if my injury doesn't go my way, I'm gonna retire. Legit, I'm gonna retire. And that's three world champions that we would see retire. And it's and I'm like, no, John Cena. That's that man's already close to retirement, so that I would accept that. Randy Orton, you should not be anywhere near retirement. Biggie, you can thank Rich Holland for that because he injured that man for a, for a good long ass time. So we don't we wait. We may never know when this guy will officially come back to WWE. We we don't know. All I really know, all I really know, is that. Like, people that we love, like Randy Orton himself, people that we grew up on since Evolution, maybe for people that have been around since Evolution, people that been watching WWE, like, maybe, like, early 2000s, when he became, you know, first world heavyweight champion, when he became NIC champion, when he, you know, like, in the late 2000s, stuff like that. We we miss obviously we miss that version of Orton. That's obvious, but to have Orton evolve around the WWE for a very long time, working with a lot of legends like Ric Flair, Triple H, Batista, Undertaker, you know, upcoming Hall of Famers in the making, The Miz, um, John Cena, Rated R Superstar Edge. Um, and just so many more people after that. It's hard to, like, you know, if he were to retire, it was hard to let go. It's going to be hard to let go because he's been in our childhoods, our wrestling childhoods, for a very long time. And a lot of people, uh, like, look up to Randy Orton. A lot of people, you know, admire Randy Orton as, you know, their childhood, like, hero. Because even though he was a villain in the ring, and, I mean, he was a devilish person in the ring... Especially if you hear around, like, the bald version of Randy Orton, Legend Killer, like, Randy Orton, like, 06, like, 07, 08 type Randy Orton, like, dude don't give two fucks type Randy Orton, like, those type of Randy Ortons, then, yeah, people, people will boo him, but at the same time, they still love him, because he's Randy goddamn Orton, he's Randy Orton for a reason, and, like, and after that injury... Uh, what happened in, uh, in, like, I think, uh, it was, like, what, two weeks after Backlash? WrestleMania Backlash? When, uh, then he got his ass whooped so bad to the point he was out for a minute. All I know, 100%, all I know is this. He's gonna go after Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I know, I know he, it, I mean, there's probably maybe a possible chance that he'd probably go after Seth Rollins, too. But I feel like since he's going to be back at Survivor Series, 100% feel like he's going to go after Roman Reigns. Has to. Because he's like, bro, you and your family took me out, and I'm coming back for vengeance, and I'm going after, and I'm going to take 
your undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And it can be at, um, it can either be at Elimination Chamber or honestly it can be at the Royal Rumble. And honestly, I'd rather see it at the Royal Rumble, but I don't want, you know, I don't want to get injured again at the Royal Rumble because he's already been, because he's, you know, he's, he's going to be back. This coming Saturday, because I don't want this man to, you know, come back, be healthy for like two months, and then get his ass whooped and get injured again. Like, come on now. That's that's not what we're here with. We're, we're here to see this man, you know, bury some hatchets, right? Bear, bury, I want to say bury some hatchets and, you know, start some old feuds with some old people that we know. Including one of them, obviously one of them is Roman. But another one in that he's going love to see is uh Drew McIntyre because when the last time we seen Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton face was in the Thunderdome and it was literally um Randy it was like a Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre in a hell of a cell match and Randy Orton came up on top and won that match. And now fast forward Years later, we're now going to see, like, yeah, fast for like two years later now, we're now going to see a face Randy Orton versus a heel Drew McIntyre. And this is going to be a fire-ass robbery. This is probably going to be like the ending to the robbery, technically, because their first match was an ambulance match at Clash of the Castle. And it was for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre came out on top. Then the next match was the Hell in a Cell match um, for the WWE title. Randy Orton came up on top, so they're tied 1-1. So, now after that... Now after that, we have literally... um, I think it's like their third or fourth match. So now we're going to see a little bit of Randy Orton versus... Drew McIntyre in uh, Survivor Series War Games. And who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, them, like, you know, have another, like, one last rivalry match. Like, maybe, like, what? Maybe Royal Rumble? Maybe sometime after Royal Rumble? We don't know. We 100% don't know. All I know is that I'm just happy to see this man back. There's a lot of robberies you could put in with this man. And I mean a lot of robberies. Like I said, like the one with Drew McIntyre. Um, you can also do, um, what is it? You can do Cody versus Cody versus uh, Randy Orton when that time comes. You can do Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton if Randy Orton uh, decides to turn heel. You can do Jey Uso versus uh, Randy Orton. Which I will talk of the whole thing with Jey Uso in a little bit. But there's so much robberies you can like make fresh or renew since like since he's returning. And honestly, I can't wait for it. I, I can't wait for it at all. I'm I'm I want it now. I know I gotta wait for it, but I'm looking forward to like watching everything unfold when he comes back. And it's gonna be a crazy it's gonna be a crazy moment to look at. But Anyway, I'm glad that Randy Orton is back in the WWE officially. You know, obviously Cody Rhodes announced that there is like he's the fifth member of their team, and I'm just waiting to see what happens after his return. 
you know, who was gonna who was his first rivalry to go after, all that type of stuff. But man, we'll we'll just have to we just have to wait and see, as usual. Love you, we missed you, Randy, and welcome back to the WWE. Now, speaking of Randy Orton, Jay Uso. Obviously, you know Jay Uso's part of Team Cody. And when Cody Rhodes announced that Randy Orton, a person that he had a legacy with, aka the person that he was in a group called the Legacy with, is now going to be fighting by by Cody, Seth, Jay, and Sammy's side against the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. And as much as Cody, Seth, and Sammy's happy about it, when Jey Uso heard that Randy Orton is coming back, his face went from happy to very scared and concerned. Because if you remember what happened, the last time Randy Orton and Jey Uso came face to face is when they were going against RK Bro when Matt Riddle was still employed in the WWE to become the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. RK, RK Bro at the time was Raw Tag Team Champions. The Usos was SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And uh, Roman basically cost RK Bro the win to become undisputed Tag Team Champions. And what did they do after they beat RK Bro? They whooped their ass to obliteration. And they literally power sl- I wouldn't say power slammed, but I don't I don't know if it was mega bo- I don't know if it was a body slam or a power slam. Either way, they put this man through a table and they injured this man's back. So now that Randy is officially coming back and is part of Team Cody. Now we're going to see where this all unfolds because Jay is scared for his life because he's he, in his mind, he's probably thinking now, oh shit, I put Randy Orton through a table when I was with the bloodline with my toxic family. Was it like, he's thinking, what is he going to do to me now that, that, you know, I'm not now that I'm good, but he sees me and he's, that's the first thing he's going to remember. Like, he's scared for his life. He's shitless for his life right now. And honestly, if I was Jey Uso, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame myself. I wouldn't blame him. Because that's when he was toxic. That's when he was with his toxic family. That's when he was with Roman Reigns, Sol Sokoa, Paul Heyman, his own brother that turned on him, Jimmy Uso. The strongest, most dominant faction of all of WWE at that time. And now that we have... Jay Uso has a face. Randy Orton coming back and he's a face. Randy Orton's going to remember it. He's probably going to forgive him, but he damn sure ain't going to forget. He's going to forgive him. He's like, yo, bro, that was two. He was like, that was two years ago. I've been watching you on like live television, on like WWE TV. You changed. I see that. And you know, I forgive you. But he ain't going to forget. When that time comes, he will snap and turn on it. And, you know... Basically, RKO, because there's an RKO coming in his future. There is an RKO coming in Jey Uso's future, and honestly, I, I'm i not going to be mad at it. I'm really not going to be mad at it, because technically, Jey Uso deserves that. 
He does. Because, I mean, there's already, since, he's, since he came to Raw, nobody really likes him like that besides Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, and Cody Rhodes. That's the only people that, you know, actually, that actually care about him, that actually knows that he changed, including Kevin Owens, but he's on SmackDown. That's the only four people. Okay, let me scratch that. LA Knight is another one. The only five people that know that he's, you know, he's done good. He's done good and he's not with all the BS so anymore like before. So I'm just letting I'm just letting everybody know that if he does catch an RKO, I'm not surprised. Dude deserves it. He 100% deserves it if he catch an RKO to the face in the middle of the match and then turns on Team Cody and then Judgment Day gets the win. Like, it's it's too obvious there. It's it's legit too obvious. I Shit, if I was Jey Uso, I would be sure skinless too. I don't even know what to think. If, if, if my thought was like, oh shit, J- um... Oh shit, Roman, uh, not Roman, Randy coming back. What the fuck do I do? Like, legit, what in the hell do I do? Do I hug him? Do I say I'm sorry? That was the old me. I'm, that's not me now. Do I, you know, try to work it out with Randy? Be like, hey, that was the old me. I'm not with that toxic family no more. Like, what, like, what does he do? Like it's it's literally it's literally crazy because we all know we all know that the bloodline was responsible for Randy Orton's injury, and the first thing that he's gonna pinpoint is hey, Jay was there, so this is a full circle thing because his Prince if he does turn heel his first rivalry is gonna be with Jay Uso, <clears throat> like literally his first rivalry is probably gonna be. With uh with Jay Uso, we know that for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if Randy Orton starts RKOing his own team. <laughs> Cause I when I heard when I like read about you know when I realized that everybody was talking about Jay Uso's look at Monday Night Raw, everybody in the comment section on Instagram and Twitter and all that said the same thing. They were like, "Yeah, this Jay's gonna catch an RKO. He deserves it though." At the end of the day, cause he he's the one who injured Randy Orton with his family at the end of the day. And there's there's a comment that I said that literally said we know dot 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 Randy's gonna RKO his own team. It is a heel turn for Randy now. I so want to see RKO on Rhea Ripley, and I'm like, bruh, really? That ain't gonna happen at all. Like let's let let's 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 you know let's be completely honestly. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. It's not gonna happen. But we just. Like, like I said, we do know that Jay Uso's face just te- just says "fucked." He his face literally says "fuck." I am fucked. That's what that's that's all his face says. And for some people that say I feel bad for you, shoot, I feel bad for Jay too. I do. Like one minute we're gonna see him say "yeet," the next minute we're gonna see him. RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't see I wouldn't be surprised. And like I said, long term storytelling. It comes 
full circle. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't RKO uh, Jey Uso or whatever new finisher that, you know, WWE has set up for him now, like, I, I, I'll i be surprised. I'll be 100% surprised if that don't happen. But we all know that, uh, we definitely all know that it ain't going to just look good for, for Jay. Jay going to be hella scared being the same, you know, cage in that starting cage with Randy Orton. Oh God! Either and I feel like if the if you know Randy Orton doesn't really arcade anybody in that entire match, it's more like he's probably going to RKO RK Jay Uso after the match. He's probably going to RKO Jay Uso, then maybe go after Seth Rollins if he desires to go after Seth Rollins. That's only if. It's only if. But Jay, I love you. We know that you change. We know that we know that you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be this bad guy no more. But honestly, my boy, you probably gonna have to. It's probably a good thing that you probably prepare for uh, for Saturday because who knows? Maybe you survive Survivor Series with you know no, you know no blow to the face by Randy Orton, or you may catch RKO and be sleeping with the fishes. I'm just telling you, oh, you got a 50-50 chance to live or die. Just telling the truth, man. Like, all I got to say is, Jay, watch yourself out there. Anything can happen in that two, like, in that two-ring steel cage section. In that, in that war games cage. Anything can happen. Just be careful, you know, and just survive. Because if Judgment Day don't dismantle you, Brain Yorton will. If it, your teammates don't turn on you, Randy Orton will. And if anybody from the Judgment Day, including Drew McIntyre, that had a hatred for you, since, you know, since he said your family cost him the undisputed Universal Championship, if Drew McIntyre don't claymore your, your head off, if he doesn't claymore kick your head off, Randy Orton will RKO your head off. I'm just... Telling the truth. So watch yourself, Jay. Watch it, because you're going to need it. So, anyway, for anybody out there that watches AEW or, you know, indie scene and stuff like that. Um, if y'all haven't seen Fall, you know, the full gear pay-per-view, I best believe you go, got, you guys watch it. Because I, even though I didn't really watch the pay-per-view, but I did... Look at like the highlights from what happened at Full Gear, especially the surprising debut of a certain indie wrestler that's been been very popular for the last couple of years and is very loved by not only WWE fans but AEW fans, Impact fans, New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, and basically fans of him all over the world. Um, Will Ospreay or Osprey? I'm guessing it's Osprey. I'm get I'm. Butchering in his last name, because either I'm guessing it's Osprey, but Will Osprey is a, getting officially signed with AEW by next year of February 2024. And the way AEW is, and how Tony Khan books them, and basically how much people is getting a, a lot of pushes on AEW, which is crazy. I would say this is where Will Osprey belongs, a hundred percent. 
as much as we love to see Will Ospreay in WWE, because I feel like I'll be fire as hell if you've seen this man in WWE, he belongs more to AEW because when it comes to A, like when it comes to WWE versus AEW type wrestling standpoint, WWE is a lot more tame. So a lot of the moves that Will would do inside like an indie scene or an Impact Wrestling or AEW for that matter, or in an AEW ring for that matter, you know, he was probably either, WWE is probably going to have him change up some of his mood sets or have him be a little bit more tame with his stuff, not go all out. With AEW, you can go crazy because obviously the man doesn't even have control of his own like show. Let's be completely honest with you, honest with ourselves. But um, he's like he can be more. He can be just go balls to the wall crazy, but not too too crazy to the point you're injuring people. But at the same time, does what he you know, like love to do without so many restrictions. And I feel like that's where you know that's where in my opinion will belongs is with AEW. Because you can wrestle with people like Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Orange Cassidy, Eddie Kingston, um, MJF, Adam Cole, um, and so much other great wrestlers on that on that uh, scene. Especially with the whole thing with Adam Copeland, Christian Cage, Luthasaurus, um, basically Handmaid Page, uh, Swerve Strickland. There is so much. Great matches that you could see Will on, or you can see Will wrestle uh, wrestle against, and they'll be all five star classics. Because when I, because when I like first heard of Will, I was like, who is this dude? I've never heard of this guy before. And then I start watching his matches, and then start watching him more and more and more. Even what happened, you know, before you know he was officially announced, he's being part of the AEW roster of next year. I was like, why haven't I never watched this dude before? This dude is amazing in the ring. And he is amazing in the ring. And basically the crowd shows and they, they show love why this dude is so great in the ring. Why he cuts so great promos. Why his mic skills is always on point. Now I know this dude is a living legend in the making. And I'm not going to lie. If WWE did pick up Will... We would have great matches with him. I'm not going to lie. The The top one would be Seth Rollins versus Will. Will Ospreay. I'm telling you, that would be a five-star classic. No stipulations. Nothing like that. Just hands down, good old-fashioned, great wrestling. And them two would go at it. And it would be a wonderful thing to look at in the ring. Wonderful thing to look at. But it sucks that WWE couldn't pick him up because there's 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 a lot of AEW wrestlers going to WWE. I'm not gonna lie, because the way they just they haven't been been booked properly, or they don't really get pushed like that, or they're not even on TV like that. One of those things, the reasons why Tony Khan is not doing on there, they're gonna go to straight to WWE. But he but the thing about Will, he was getting pushed a lot in I in uh in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was getting booked on Impact Wrestling. He was getting, you know, booked at Forbidden Door on AEW TV. So you can, well, you can't really, we can't really say that he doesn't get really get pushed all that much, or he doesn't get really viewed all that much because he does a lot more than what we, you know, what what is usual for like a wrestler to be pushed for, and we see that constantly with Will. 
will surprise his the fans, all all of his fans, all new fans, old fans, and people that you know love this man right now. He brings a lot to the table, and I feel like with AEW, he will bring a lot to their brand. I just hope that Tony Khan doesn't, you know, regret signing this man on his end, not on Will's end, because Will and he will hold up his end of the bargain and will do great in the ring and hold up his end. Tony, you better not bad book Will. I'm telling you the truth. If you bad book Will in his first year alone, depending on the how much years this man is signed to AEW. With you, WWE's going to swoop in and take him and book him better and push him to the moon like they're going to do Jade. And Jade is not even wrestling yet. She's probably not going to even wrestle to WrestleMania of next year. So, I'm letting you all know right now, AEW, Tony Khan, do not mess up Will Ospreay's debut. Don't. I don't know who he's going to debut against. Shoot, you can debut against MJF, Adam Cole, uh, uh, was it Claudio, um, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, uh, shoot anybody like that. You can you can have him debut against anybody, and I f- swear, if that's not a good debut, or you botch his debut, or you do anything out of the ordinary to mess up his debut, I swear. All the AEW, WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact, slash TNA fans is going to roast you, Tony. They're going to roast you to oblivion. Because anyhow, you mess up this man's debut coming February of 2024. You are not going to hear the end of it till your deathbed. I'm telling the truth. It's like, oh... Who's the person that messed up Will Ospreay's 2024 debut just to botch it and never push him like that again? Tony Khan. Tony Khan. And I'm telling you right now, man. Push this man to become AEW World Champion. You don't have to do it very quickly, but push him to become AEW World Champion. You can push this man to become TMT Champion first. If you want to go to Tag Team Championships, cool. Have them have... Have him hold those titles for a good minute. And then maybe in the next two years, you have him become world uh, uh, AEW world champion. And imagine this. The way... and just, just I'm just going to veer off of Will for a second. Now, we're getting a strict, like, Swerve Strickland push like crazy. Now, in my mind, and I'm, I, I hope you guys pay attention to what I'm thinking right now. Imagine... Swerve Strickland as AEW World Champion at this very moment versus the challenger of that title, number one contender of that title, Will Ospreay. Just think how fire that match would be. And I think that would probably be at either AEW Revolution or Double or Nothing or something big. It's going to be like a big promotion of some sort. But imagine if that happened. Legit, imagine if that did happen. You know how good of a match that would be? Just just think about it. You know how five, a good five-star classic that would be? The first ever AEW world champion, black world champion versus the indie 
indie like pro wrestler himself, the in like the people like the indie god himself, Will Ospreay. You know how fire that match would be? Phenomenal. Five star classic across the board. The huge pop between for Will, the huge pop between Swerve Strickland, especially with, with like Tommy with Prince Nana, you know, doing the dance. Well I swerve when I drive, when I swerve, when I drive. You know how fire that match would be? I'm telling you, man, don't don't sleep on this match. That would be a great idea for a fantasy booking of mine. And we all know Tony Khan when it comes to fantasy booking slash dream matches, you know they will happen. You know they will 100% happen. Because the dude does dream matches like it's no tomorrow. Anybody that is, you know, his childhood hero or his like, beloved wrestling hero he loves to watch when he was a kid, he will love to, like, book him and just have a lot of dream matches. Which is nothing wrong with that. But don't overstimulate yourself with so much dream matches. I'm just telling the truth. But overall, I'm happy with Will... Um, choosing AEW at the end of the day, um, as his new home of where, of where he's going to wrestle at. Like I said, as much as I love WWE, as much as I love to see Will on WWE, like, uh, TV on, um, on WWE pay-per-views, just his home is more likely is AEW because of how he wrestles and how he carries himself in the ring. Yes, I know it's probably a big miss. I mean, a huge miss for WWE. But at the same time, it's probably it's going to be the best. It's going to be the best overall for Will because of how he is in the ring. And like I said, they're more, he's more tame. Like, WWE's more tame than AEW. So, plus, WWE's been along for a very fucking long time. AEW only has been around for like four, four years. Legit four years. So, so it, and honestly, it works, it works for him. It 100% works for him, and I'll, I'll just, I'm definitely looking forward to what AEW has to bring for Will, because, like I said, anyhow you mess up Will, anyhow you mess up his debut, Everybody and they mama and daddy and auntie and uncle is coming after your ass. Is coming after your ass. Because we all know that in, with Will's entire career, he's been putting on bangers. And literally all of his bangers to, like literally are little to no booking to do that. He doesn't need to be booked to put on a banger ass match. The does the dude does that himself and it still looks good, and even though he turn he turns like maybe a, a starting bad match into something that that is a good match and it's like yo this is unexpectedly good, so I ler- I literally hope I literally hope that they do this man right, and honestly this is a what's best for business type dude, like we all know that he will be in WWE someday, maybe after his promotion ends. Maybe after his, you know, his contract ends, after, whenever uh, he's in AEW for, however long he's in AEW for. But we'll definitely see him sometime in the late future. But for now, his, you know, his, his you know, for now he belongs in to AEW. So, man, congratulations. And I hope you uh, 
There's everything that I hope you know you have a fantastic time in AEW and I hope Tony Khan just treats you right. That's all we're asking for. Next thing to talk about on the list. Next topic to talk about. So we all talked about AEW. I just talked about AEW. So the next thing I want to talk about is Tony Khan's second promotion, Ring of Honor. And uh if you haven't heard about Ronda Rousey when she left WWE, we're all speculating if she was going to go back to UFC, if she was going to like take a hiatus, like completely just stop wrestling as in like retire from it or just be at another promotion. And come to find out this girl not only they not only showed up as a rent in a random indie scene back in early November, she now showed up, she showed up on AEW Collision randomly. And now she's signed to Ring of Honor. Tony Khan's second promotion that he bought out. And, uh... Me, personally... I want, like... A lot of people are probably happy that, yo... She's, she doesn't really... We don't have to deal with Ronda Rousey. Blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, she's probably gotten better... From where she left her second time... In being at WWE... Versus where she is now... So, we don't know how better or how worse she's gotten since then, unless we watch Ring of Honor. And her debut match is literally tomorrow on Ring of Honor television. So, and I guess since she's, she's in a tag team match, um, which I've seen, she's in a tag team match, I, I guess, and she's going against... Uh, I think it's she's. I think what I've seen, she's going to get Athena, which is the R uh, R O H, uh, Ring of Honor Women's Champion, and some other women that I some other woman that I did not, uh, that I don't really know because I like I said I don't really watch Ring of Honor too much. I like I say I barely watch Ring of Honor. I just know the champions, but I don't really watch the promotion all that much. Besides, if they're on like AEW television, which there are, which they basically are on, on a ring of um. They basically are on a AW uh, television most of the time, but I would definitely say that uh, I'm surprised to see uh, Ronda Rousey on, you know, Ring of Honor out of all places. Which is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with a Ring of Honor. I'm not trying to bash Ring of Honor to from where they were to where they are now. I'm not bashing them. I'm just surprised to see her wrestling again. Is what I'm trying to say because. She like like I said, her first run, her first run in in uh in WWE was fantastic, was flipping fantastic. We all love to see it. Second run was hot garbage, like garbage, too cocky, too this, too that. Only cared about herself, even though yes, she was a heel, but she was just a, a cocky person that we just didn't really care about. And now that she left WWE, and now she's back. In wrestling, but on a different promotion under Tony Khan's promotion, Ring of Honor. Now we just got to see what will happen because I'm guessing they're trying to have Ronda Rousey face Athena for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship and more likely going to dethrone her because that's what they technically did with when she came to the scene. She went straight after Alexa Bliss, beat Alexa, no. I don't know if she went after Alexa Bliss or um or a uh, Nia Jax. I don't remember, but when it was her first time, but she went after one of those two 
and became Raw Women's Champion. So, so yeah, after that, after that, you know, her first run, and then she went after Charlotte Flair to become SmackDown Women's Champion. That happened. And, uh, yeah. Ever since then, you know, we didn't really like Ronda Rousey like that. And now that she's back in wrestling in another promotion, uh, I don't know what's in store for this woman. I really don't. I, I really have nothing. I really have nothing on this woman because... We were we weren't really a big fan of uh Ronda Rousey like that in in uh WWE her second run not her first run. So to see her back into her, you know wrestling is 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 kind of crazy, I'm not going to lie. But this woman was, you know, after she left WWE, she was getting like promotions from everybody. She was getting promotions from AEW. She was getting the promotions from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Shoot, there's even speculation that she was going to join back UFC at one point. So, she was literally getting crazy, crazy recommendations. Be like, hey, like New Japan's like, hey, we want you here. No, AEW, we want you here. No, Impact, we want you here. So, it's it's crazy how much people want Ronda Rousey, but she's like I said, she's a bit of uh, she's a big like you know women uh you know fighter like attraction. So, she, every, of course, everybody wants Ronda Rousey on their promotion, including. You know, UFC wants her back again. So, now we know that, um, now we know that Ronda Rousey is going to, uh, is going to, uh, basically be, is going to basically be on Ring of Honor. We, I, I don't know how I feel, though. I really don't know how to feel about it because she's getting so, you know, She's basically getting so much criticism as of right now because people are calling her overrated in the pro wrestling business. Maybe, like, her first time around WWE, no, not so much. But her second time, yes. Yes, she was very cocky because um, when, uh, like, because obviously Ronda Rousey made her, uh, her waves when she showed up in Ring of Honor television taping no one really seen. And at that point, in a couple like a couple days beforehand, she literally had she didn't really have any deals yet, but she didn't but that didn't but that conversation didn't really stop her to be like, yo, I wanna be part of your organization, Tony Kong. So literally uh, like me personally, when it comes with Ronda Rousey and the audience, it doesn't really click very well. They, they, the audience and Ronda Rousey just doesn't go together, like, at all. Like, the audience and her doesn't go together. Plus, the, all, the, all the stunts and dumb shit that she pulled in WWE, like, yeah, it, no, it, it, it doesn't work at all. It may work for maybe, maybe one or two people, but everybody convincing? Yo, we got Ronda Rousey Ring of Honor. I'm surprised. I'm gonna be surprised if most of the people laugh to be like, "She's a Ring of Honor, really? Like she's so bad. She's garbage." And I don't blame her. I don't blame people for calling her overrated. I really don't. I 100% really don't. So, and I know that AEW does have like a lot of diehard supporters, but when it comes to being mainstream, they do need some mainstream presence. To establish themselves on the market. Because, yes, 
now that you have Will Ospreay from New Japan Pro Wrestling, now that you, you know, on Ring of Honor, now you have, like, Ronda Rousey. <coughs> you know, yes, you have, like, a lot of ex-WWE stars, you know, trying to help the brand become mainstream. But, you know, having Ronda Rousey around, I mean, it could do a lot for them. For both AEW and Ring of Honor, because you can have her jump sometimes on, like, Rampage or, um... Or Dynamite, and then you can have her, you know, be stuff, do stuff on Ring of Honor, like uh, Ring of Honor, like jump back to forth from promotion, promotion, and, like help them out for both aspects on TV. But it does remain, it does like give us a lot of thought to be like if she will ever appear for you know, you know that type of company again, not Ring of Honor, but more like you know, just appear in general, like, on wrestling. Because even though she does have a match, and um, basically tomorrow, like, tomorrow on Ring of Honor television, we don't know, like, that match will basically decide whether she works, uh, like, whether she, you know, she belongs to Ring of Honor crowd or not. Because if she pulls the same bullshit like they did with her on WWE, she's not making it far. She's not. She's, got, she's not going to make it far at all on Ring of Honor television. The crowd is going to eat her up alive. Alive. And it's not going to be good when they do that. It's not. So, obviously, you know, we we never know what happened next, especially when Tony Khan has so much money just being thrown around, like, everywhere. Especially from people like, you know, just people that we either we like or don't like, especially from the elite, young, obviously the elite, a.k.a. the Young Bucks, and like Kenny Omega, from all the people that basically cause trouble and basically gets other people fired slash suspended. Like, we don't, you know, I, I like, me personally, I don't, I don't really feel that she belongs in, in AEW slash Ring of Honor. I really don't because of how bad her wrestling run went in WWE. I don't think she set her up for herself for failure, but more like, She's too cocky for anything to happen. Like, her 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 mindset is like, yeah, you're the baddest woman on the earth. Like, I understand that. But your cocky mindset is what drove you out of WWE. You failed. You failed on WWE, like, TV the second time around because, you know, your push was terrible. Your reign was bad. You couldn't cut a promo. That was the one thing that was also hurting her more than her in-ring capability, like, to wrestle. Her mic skills was garbage. Like, it was so bad. They were trash. So, if she if she doesn't approve on mic skills and in-ring performance, her Ring of Honor career is not going to last that long. It's not. And if she, like I said, if she did work on them and she became, it did become better, okay, cool. Then you know you you know you can actually work you know slowly gradually get better at it, but if you don't and if it got worse from what happened on your second run in WWE, you're screwed. You're, you're screwed. I don't know what to tell you, Ronda. You're screwed from the jump. So I don't like. I don't know. I really don't know. I hope it's better, but at this time we'll, we'll just have to see whoever. Like if y'all watch Ring of Honor television. I hope y'all, you know, y'all give me y'all honest opinion on um, if, you know, Ronda Rousey did actually decently well enough to be like, okay, I can actually take it seriously again. 
But if not, I am not sorry for you, Rhonda, because you deserve everything that you technically tried to have been working up, like working up to to be to, to be where you at in Ring of Honor Television today. If you don't do better, if you don't like, if you don't do better at all, and it just it's worse from WWE, it's over for you. That's all I really gotta say. So the last thing I want to talk about is my man from AEW, Swerve Strickland. And this is my opinions about him. No bias, no nothing, no negativity. Just what I feel like needs to happen going forward with Swerve Strickland. So if you got, like I said, if you guys not, if you guys have not watched Full Gear pay-per-view, this past weekend, I recommend you go watch it. And one match I specifically want you guys to watch is the Texas death match between Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. That was the most brutal, most brutal Texas, uh, Texas match. Texas, was it? Was it Texas? Uh, I can't even pronounce the fucking match no more. <laughs> but that was the most brutal match ever. Ever that I've seen. And Hangman is the king of these matches. And like I said, like I I don't really watch AEW like that. I'm like slowly starting getting into AEW now. But when I went back and watched other of uh, other handman uh hangman pages like you know those type of matches that he's always been like been in with rivalry matches. He always dominates. This match by far, out of all the matches he's done, was the most brutal, most bloody, goring match I have ever seen. And the right person was on top. Because I remember in the promo, the promo battle between Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland, Hangman Page buried this man. Like, I don't know why they had Tony Khan just have, like, like Swerve literally just stay there, like, stand there, and just take the entire L, and it, which didn't really make sense to me whatsoever. And now, fast forward to full gear, Swerve Strickland won that match. Won the match, and it was a fantastic five-star classic match. At all the matches that were on that card, because a lot of, a lot of the card was just a lot of bangers, I'm not gonna lie. But... That that match between Hanming Page and Swerve Strickland, hands down, Chef's Kiss, the most brutal slash fire match on that card. And it it, it just in, in my mind, it's like that's when they need now like take capitalize off of that Tony Khan and push this man to become the next AEW World Champion. AKA the first black AEW world world champion is what needs to happen. Because if Hangman Page won that match against Swerve Strickland, that would have done shit to this nigga at all. He's already king of this match. He's already king of this type of match. If he won this match, you basically all that stuff that you build up with Swerve Strickland would have went down the drain. Immediately, it would have went down the drain. It would not make two shits if he would have if, if if he lost if he lost that match. Cause it's like like he built up this persona from the indies 
Ever since he literally left WWE or got cut from WWE, he built this persona up from the Indies, going on to like AEW. The whole when I swerve, when I drive, when I swerve, when I drive, the whose house? Swerve's house. Whose house? Swerve's house. All that would have went down the drain completely. And you might as well just stick him into the mid-card title. The hopeless mid-card title scene that no one barely goddamn looks at because of how badly everybody has been booked from Andrade to Myro to Darby Allen to a lot of other people at that point. Wardlow, Powerhouse, Hobbs, all of them. That's all of them. All of them would have went down the drain, including him. And I'm glad that they didn't go that route because I swear to God, if Tony went that route, we would have slapped the white off of this man to the point we'd be like, hey, hey, wake up, sir. Like, what the hell are you doing with Swerve? Like, type shit. Like, I'm so glad they didn't go that route. And now that that's over, literally, that now that that is over with, and AEW is tonight as, well, is, is uh, uh, Wednesday as we speak. So, I, w- I wonder what they plan on doing now that Swerve beating Hangman Page in that type of match, in that type of bloody, gruesome match. I'm literally wondering what they have in store next for this man. Because, like, I'm going to say right now, MJF has beaten everybody. MJF has literally beaten everybody. Kenny Omega, Samoa Joe, he's about to be Samoa Joe again twice in a row. He's beaten his, like, his, ta- his he, he has beaten his uh, Ring of Honor tag team partner, Adam Cole. He's beaten Jay White. He's basically beaten fucking everybody. And it, it shows. It legit shows. And all I gotta say, MJF versus, um, versus Swerve Strickland will be a banger. It should be like at like the biggest. I I would say like not not at this uh not at this uh last pay per view that's coming up in December for AEW, but more like it should be at double or nothing. If you gonna have MJF like drop the title after a year, you can either have him drop it to Adam Cole, which is probably not gonna happen. But if they're doing it, if they're gonna do it against Adam Cole, it's gonna be like a heel versus face type of thing. And then if not, then more likely they're going to drop it to, in my opinion, they should drop it to Swerve Strickland. Because Swerve, if once, once Swerve Strickland won, wins the AEW World Championship, you know how big of a pop that would be? Like, think about it. Think about the huge pop that Swerve would get after winning the AEW World Championship. And you know how, like, the whole thing goes where it's, like, once a black wrestler wins, like, a world title, like, you know, it's, like, a strong, like, a like a basically a very powerhouse type dude basically comes in and be, like, you know, basically takes the title from you, just how they do with, like, Brock Lesnar and WWE. Because remember, in WWE, when every black wrestler had, like, you know, the WWE Championship, a.k.a. Uh, the Rock, Bobby Lashley, and... um. Big E and Kofi Kingston, they all got whooped by Brock Lesnar. Every last one of them got their ass whooped by Brock Lesnar. Completely. So, 
Like, legit, at this, like, point in time, I hope there's really no, like, big powerhouse guy in WWE, like, sorry, in AEW that's gonna, you know, be like, oh, shit, you got something I want. All right, cool, I'm, I'm gonna take that off of you real quick and then just does one final, like, big blow to the head or big blow to the body and then one, two, three, his, his reign is up in, like, you know, in 10 minutes or 15 minutes or, like, a couple seconds, like, some shit like that. Because... It, it's funny, it's reminding me because there's speculation now that Goldberg, that Goldberg is going to be in AEW, going to be signed with AEW. And if that happens and Swerve Strickland is AEW world champion, it's going to be a repeat of WWE just with Goldberg. It ain't going to look good on Tony Khan's part because that's another legend that comes in that Tony Khan loves and you strap him with the title when that certain legend does not need a title. Ever. Nor needs to be in the promotion. Period. So, I hope Tony Khan doesn't do that. If they do sign Goldberg, you know, I hope they don't do that to Swerve. Because if they do that to Swerve, watch so much people stop watching AEW after that stupid booking. Because you're basically being Vince McMahon. That's what Tony Khan will turn into once he does that. And I'm going to say it again for the people in the back that did not hear me. If Goldberg is actually on the roster and Swerve Strickland is AEW World Champion and you book Goldberg versus Swerve Strickland for the AEW World title and Goldberg wins, every AEW fan will stop watching AEW because you book like Vince McMahon, Tony Khan. And I hope that goddamn doesn't happen. Because if that does happen, we just prove, we just prove to Tony Khan that he can't book for shit. I mean, he already, we, we can already tell that he can't book for shit right now. But that proves more of our point that you can't book nobody for shit. I'm telling the truth right now. I hope, because right now they have a lot of their legends. And what's carrying, technically, AEW right now is legends. Legends that are, that A, should be retired and stop wrestling. Or we're like, you know, you have like maybe a year or two left in you. But you shouldn't be like taking on our younger stars and burying our younger stars. Is what is it? That's either or. That's A or B. That's what's been happening. Because we've seen Paul Wright back in A. We've seen Paul Wright in AEW. The dude can barely stand. Looked like he was doing the permanent stanky leg. Because one leg was like, you know, looked like he had like arthritis in that leg. And then we have Jeff Jarrett. Why the hell is he in w like AEW? I was about to say WWE. Why the hell is he in AEW? I mean, yes, he looks good for his age. He can wrestle and still everything. I understand that. But why? Brett should be retired. Another one. Ric Flair, you're 72. Why are you in AEW? Why? That doesn't make sense. Matt, remember when I was ranting in that last video? Yeah, I'm bringing back that rant. You're 72. You should be full-blown retired, not be like, oh, I should go back to the ring and actually wrestle. You almost died your last wrestling match. What's the point of you bringing it here just to almost die again? Does it make sense? 
And then Sting is retiring. That's good. Don't be like Swerve. Don't sorry. Don't be like. <laughs> don't be like Paul Wright and Ric Flair. No 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 no. Don't do that to yourself. Goldberg, you should not even know where. Be, you should know where be in a wrestling ring, let alone a W wrestling ring. And I'm just letting you know right now. I'm sorry for going off topic, but I love I love the way Swerve Strickland is building himself out, building himself as a Barrett character from what, you know, Dodo V has done with him when he was in NXT. Because he was loved in NXT, and he was with a group called Hit Row, but you already know how Hit Row went. You know, it flopped like a motherfucker. And after the entire group flopped, he got cut. And, it's, and, Vince, and Vince at that time didn't know the true potential of Swerve Strickland. Did he they he they did not know or he did not know his full potential of that dude. And now that Triple H has completely took over WWE and if Swerve Strickland actually, you know, wants to like give WWE another go, shoot, Triple H will like open like open you with open arms, bro. We'll literally be like, "Yo, you could come at the WWE and show your true like, you know, your true stuff, man." Like, I'm sorry that WWE didn't work out because of Vince McMahon's stupid decisions, but hey, I book Braun SmackDown now. HBK books NXT now. You can show yo, you can show yo, yo all yo, you know, your shit in the main roster, and and honestly, we'll push you to the moon. That's because that's what they're doing. The phone, like how they fumbled Strick Strickland in NXT, and how they're pushing this dude. In AEW, says a lot. It 100% says a lot. And I just hope to God that when his his time comes, I hope to God when his time comes to become AEW world champion happens, I hope that Tony Khan doesn't fumble on his booking when he wins it or have him lose it just to bre- just to build himself back up just to win it. Just to try to win it a second time. Because, like I said, not everything needs to be a Daniel Bryan storyline from WWE. Not everything needs to happen like that. Because they're the same, the same Daniel Brothers, the same Daniel Bryan storyline they did for him back in WWE, they're doing for Cody Rhodes. Which should not be, which should not happen. So... I'm going to say to this, I'm going to say this to AEW and Tony Khan. Do not fumble the last however years y'all been building up Swerve Strickland. From the from the new gimmick to how he, how the fans love him, from, from the great matches that he's been putting on, from of his promo work. Literally for like Chris Nana, like come on, do not fumble any of that. Cause I swear, if he fumbles, if he if legit Tony Khan fumbles all of that, and then some, it is completely over. Not only for Strickland, but it's completely over for AEW as a whole. Cause at that point, Tony Khan don't know how to do shit. But overall, that's my take on, you know, Swerve Strickland and. His, um, how he is in AEW right now. Like I said, I 100% want this man to become AEW 
world champion because this man deserves it. How much this man has literally been booked for crazy-ass matches, he 100% deserves it, and I can't wait to see that happen. 100%. I'm looking forward to the day to, to hear, and the new AEW world champion, Swerve Strickland. But... Overall, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in me, listening to me, vibing me, chilling me. I appreciate it every single week. I love y'all to death. And like I said, 2023 is almost done. We on to 2024 in close to a month. And like each and every year, each and every week, we going to the top. We never, ever going to stop. We going to grind. We're going to work hard, and we're going to get where we want to do, baby. We're going to get to where we want to be, baby. Like, I love each and every one of y'all that tunes in every single week for for every single episode that I post. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I love y'all to death. And one, I'm never, ever, ever going to forget my supporters that's been here since I, the day I started doing this podcast. So for the for so for the people that view my stuff throughout Spot uh, Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts Anchor and other like podcasters platforms, thank you to the bottom of my heart. Thank you because like I do like one I do this for fun, but at the same time I love what I put out. And for people that said they like it, shoot, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep doing it. I don't care. But like I said, video podcast will well I will try I want to start doing video podcasts around next year. That's when I wanna start doing it. And then, you know, y'all can interact with me like virtual like, you know, over like over the camera and stuff. Cause sometimes I probably even live stream the podcast, who knows? But either way, either way I'm gonna do it because I wanna do it and I love putting out content for y'all to listen to and to give y'all own opinions about. So, man, so this, from from the bottom of my heart, like I said again, thank you. I love y'all. This is your boy, Antoine TV2, host of Organized Mess. You can follow me across all social medias. You can follow the podcast across, um, like I said, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, was it uh podcast just for spot um for Spotify for uh for Anchor technically, you can follow uh, ODM of like the uh, podcast organized mess across Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can follow my my stuff Antoine TV two across Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all that type of jazz. But like I said, hope y'all have a great Thanksgiving and a Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Hope y'all. Have a great time with your friends and family. Be careful out there. Be safe. I love you. Peace, y'all.